In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. We welcome you to Matthew's Presbyterian Church this morning, and we're grateful that you are here, either in person or um, worshiping with us virtually online. Um, if you are visiting with us, we would certainly like to know that you're here, and we will get a chance to do that in the Friendship Court following worship um, for some dessert after church. But also make sure that you pass the, um, the black friendship pads that are located on the aisle down the, down the pews um, so we get a chance to know each one of y'all around, around each, each one of us. Um, the flowers on the chancel are dedicated to the glory of God in loving memory of Nancy Sifford by her sisters, Janice Price and Susan Long. So we just appreciate those, um, those constant reminders of, um, of what God is doing in our midst. And, um, and we are grateful for, for those arrangements. Dedication Sunday for the um, 2023 stewardship campaign is next Sunday, November 20th. The cards did go out in the mail, and I had a conversation with my friends at the post office. Um, so I appreciate y'all's patience on that. Um, so you should have received those this week. Um, if for whatever reason you did not and still need that, I will have those available. And I'll have some cards out on the, um, the table in the Friendship Court, um, or you can always stop by the church office, or you can always email April Taylor and say, hey, this is my pledge. Um, for 2023, so that's no problem at all. Um, we do have Wednesday night suppers um, this Sunday, or excuse me, this Wednesday um, that will start at um, 6 o'clock in the Friendship Court. You know, reservations are not required, but it's just great to, to see everybody to come together and just to gather around, around the table. Um, we do have AMP meeting this week um, from 5 to 7 on Wednesday, youth meets tonight, and Reverend Mabry's Wednesday night Bible study concludes this Wednesday, um, and he will be bringing it home with the um, Biblical Models of Leadership studying Paul. So again, you don't have had to, um, to be here for that, um, for everything up to, to, to this Wednesday. Um, if you'd like to come and join that as well. And stay tuned for the next topic and the timing of the next study. Um, I've already talked about dessert after church. Um, there is a sign-up sheet if for whatever reason you'd like to help out with that. Again, very simple, just an opportunity for us to come together and greet each other and just have a little short time for fellowship. Another great volunteer opportunity is um, Noah's Chapel. So we... Um, Certainly would appreciate anybody that's interested. You do not have to have children that age. Um, it's just a love of children. The lesson is already planned. Materials are already there. Everything's in a cart, and it's good to go. Um, so if you would like to do that, just please let me know. And then on Sunday, November 20th at 6 p.m. at Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church, we have a community um, Thanksgiving worship service. And that is with the, um, the churches that we get together with, uh, um, United Methodist, with our church with Mount Moriah, with Cross and Crown Lutheran. Um, and so this year that is being um, hosted at uh, Mount Moriah. Um, other opportunities for mission, Thanksgiving baskets. Um, please take a look at your um, email on Friday that um, has the sign up there. So get together with your friends, with your neighbors, um, with your circles, whatever you'd like to do. The prayer is 50 baskets. Um, the goal is 50 baskets and the prayer is more So, um, because the need is incredibly great, as y'all know, every time you go to the grocery store, um, just the rising cost of food products. But we would like to certainly be able to extend 
um, a Thanksgiving meal for our neighbors, our local neighbors, via our local mission partners. And um, the Gary West Virginia Toy Drive is now underway. Um, and again, a sign up um, went out in your Wednesday email, or excuse me, Friday email. Um, the toys are, need to be in here by the second. Um, so, and then also just so um, Miller Webb did a, a minute for mission on that the other day, the other Sunday, just so we know where there might be gaps in ages and gender, so um, so that every child does in fact receive a toy. So, um, we will get a donation box out in the um, friendship court for y'all to start bringing those in. And then also, um, if you are in town on. Um, Thanksgiving morning, um, turkey's in the oven, and you just want something to do, um, the turkey trot, the annual turkey trot is happening in South Park, and they are in need of volunteers. So that sign-up also went out um, in Friday's email, and it's just a great opportunity to, um, to help out if you've got um, children that need, might need service hours, um, another great opportunity to help out with that. But um, it is a, you know, kind of a well-loved, beloved event in that South Park community. Um, and that is, I believe, all I've got. Does anybody have any other announcements that I missed? Great. Let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship God. Please stand in body or spirit and join me in the call to worship. Surely God is our salvation. Lust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is our strength and our might. God has become our salvation. Sing praises to the Lord. Let us worship God together.
writer of Hebrews tells us to remember that our Lord Jesus can sympathize with us in our weakness since in every way he was tempted just as we are and yet he was without sin. That allows us to approach the throne of judgment with confidence as God's own children. So let us do that now as we pray together the prayer of confession. Let us pray. Holy Father, we fail to believe that we carry your image and we fail to behave as those who belong to you. Mighty Savior, we turn from your path of sacrificial love and we turn towards our own preferences. Merciful Spirit, we forget your call to righteousness and we forget our need of you. In our sinfulness, holy God, we now see your forgiveness praying that you will relieve the burden of our regrets by the power of your everlasting love. Let us continue to pray in silence. Amen. Hear the good news. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners like you and like me. He himself bore our sins and his body on the cross that all of us might be dead to sin and alive to everything that's good. Friends, you've been made new creations, pure and spotless, cleaned, cleaned in these waters of baptism. So I declare unto all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior that your sins are forgiven. And God has made it possible for all of us to live in peace with one another, with our neighbors, with our enemies, and also with God. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Let us pass the peace to one another. Let us pray. Draw us close, Holy Spirit, as the scriptures are read and the word is proclaimed. Let the word of faith be on our lips and in our hearts. Let all other words slip away. May there be one voice we hear today, the voice of truth and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Old Testament reading this morning is Psalm 98. Let us listen to God's word for us today. 
Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The children are invited to come forward with their time together with Reverend Mabry. Come on up, kiddos. Hadley, Mabel, how are y'all doing? Y'all come on up. Adam, Zosie, y'all gonna make it? Hello, kiddos. Hey, Adam. Hey, children. Do y'all know what? I'm kind of sad this morning. Do you know why I'm kind of sad? It has to do with these. One is a red tomato and one is a green tomato. And do you know why I might be sad? The green one didn't grow. That's true. And I've got, I've picked these off of my tomato vines, which are right on the other side of that window. If it weren't for the, you could see them if you could see through that window. And um, anyway, I picked them right before this service. And do you know what's going to happen this week? Well, let me, let me go. Do you know when I planted these tomatoes? I planted them around, I planted them on Good Friday. Do you remember Good Friday right before Easter? I planted them right before Easter, and I started eating them. When you think, I started eating them around June. And do you know how many tomatoes I got off my tomato vines? I planted six plants. Any idea how many tomatoes I got? You want to guess? 50? What's your guess? 32? That's, what do y'all think? What do y'all, how many tomatoes do you think I got? Six? <laughs> there's not, there's very little confidence in my farming. <laughs> how many y'all think I got? Really? I got, I don't, how many of you think I got? Two, Mabel? <laughs> I'm holding these two right now. I bet I got, and I didn't count them. And I'm not, I bet I got at least 200. Oh, and you, you think I got 200? Yeah, I didn't count them, but I bet I got that. I got more than I could eat, so I gave a lot away. I put a lot in the freezer, so I'll have them this winter. But y'all know I'm sad because these are definitely the last ones. Because this week, and, and this is really late, they normally don't last this long, 
But this week, there, I think we're supposed to get a bunch of freezes. So that means goodbye tomatoes. So I'm kind of sad about that because I like my tomatoes. So what can I do when I'm sad? I can talk to God. That's true. That's true. And I, I, I will. That's a good suggestion. What else can I do that might make you feel better? Talking to God is one. What else, what else can I do? What do you think, Lucy? Well, the problem is I can water them all day, but the water is going to freeze. See, that's the problem. So I can't, what I can't do is I can't save my tomatoes. They're gone. Bye-bye. But so what can I do to feel better? I can't. I, I am going to eat the ones in my freezer. That's really good. I'll make, they make really good soup and chili and things like that. What else can I do to feel better? I can pray. I can pray a certain kind of prayer that we often pray this time of year, actually, in November, around a certain holiday in November that's coming up. Thanksgiving, so I can give thanks. I've always learned that when I'm kind of sad, I can give thanks. So what can I give thanks for? Just about these tomatoes. That I had 200 tomatoes that I could eat. I had more tomatoes than I could eat. And do you know what I did to those vines to, to make 200 tomatoes? Nothing. I just put them in the ground, and the next thing I knew, they were producing 200 tomatoes. So I could give thanks for that. I didn't earn that, did I? What else can I give thanks for? Having the place to grow the tomatoes, that's exactly right. That's grace. I mean, I didn't, have, didn't invent the place. You know, it was, that's a gift. Anything else I can give thanks for? I will also say I'm not the only one who ate the tomatoes. So I can give thanks to my friends who I ate the tomatoes with. And then what do y'all think I'm going to do next Good Friday? plant more tomatoes and I bet you they'll grow so I can give thanks for that see I'm feeling better already so what do you think Mabel put them in the what yeah you know I could put these in the honest to goodness there's there's seeds in here so I could put that in the ground and that'll make me some good tomatoes too so there's all sorts of things to give thanks for. There's a lot more to give thanks for than there is to be sad about when I start counting my blessings, you know. So can y'all remember to be thankful in all things, you know. I mean, we should, be, we should give thanks every Sunday. I think more than anything on Sunday morning we need to give thanks. Can y'all do that? Not just this month, but every time we meet. Y'all want to give thanks now? All right. Well, bow your heads and fold your hands and close your eyes and let us pray. You all can repeat after me. Dear God. Thank you for all of your gifts. And even when we're sad, our gifts far outweigh the things we have to be sad about. Help us to always be thankful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Troopies. Y'all have a good one.
21, verses 5 through 19. Hear the word of the Lord. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for the things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he. The time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must first take place. But in the end, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You'll be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends. They'll put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord, and all God's people said, thanks be to God. I preach on this passage fairly often. Uh, this passage out of Luke 21, Mark 13, and also Matthew 24, kind of known collectively as the little apocalypse. And they come around the first Sunday of every Advent, which, believe it or not, is in two weeks from today. Can you all believe that? And so I'll be preaching out of Matthew 24. So I preach out of this sort of little apocalypse thing generally at least once a year. But then we also believe that um, John most likely had a copy of Mark's gospel in his hand when he wrote the book of Revelation. And I've preached out of Revelation several times. I also have done a Bible study very recently out of Ezekiel. And uh, Ezekiel is very apocalyptic, very similar to this. So I talk about this, this passage or passages like it often. But I've never really noticed for whatever reason until this week the irony in this passage, that this passage is absolutely dripping with irony. The temple is massive, especially in that day. It was absolutely massive. I don't know if you all have ever seen the Western Wall or seen pictures of the Western Wall in Jerusalem, but the Western Wall is essentially the old retaining wall of the temple. So the temple itself went way, way, way above the western wall. And one of the things that amazes me about the western wall and the temple, uh, the stones that Jesus talked about here, just massive, massive stones. And they were all put on top of one another. And it begs the question for me, how those people got those stones there on top of one another? It's not like they had cranes like we do that just pick them up and you hit a joystick and there they sit, you know. I, I have no idea how, what technology existed back then to do that. The temple was absolutely massive and the whole idea that it's just going to fall down stone after stone after stone was absolutely 
inconceivable to them. And the irony, part of the irony of the whole thing is Jesus sitting standing in front of Las Vegas looking at Sin City, you know, casino after casino after casino, and behind the casino, brothel after brothel after brothel. He's not looking at that and saying, oh, that's going to be destroyed. No, he's at the holiest of holies, the holiest place in the entire world. And I, I can't prove that quantitatively, but it's pretty close. He's saying that the holiest of the holies will be destroyed. Not sin city, but the temple will be destroyed. So this, this is God. Jesus is God. We all agree with that, right? So God is standing at the base of God's house, looking up at it, saying, guys, the whole thing's about to come down. Now, that's, that's irony. Now, I, I know irony's a literary device, and I'm no expert on li literary devices, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's the height of irony. But hang on there, Jesus says, because you're, you're going to win. You're going to be all right. Bad things are going to happen. You read about all this. You heard about all this. Your family's going to split because of this brother against brother and sister against sister and mother against father and all that unpleasantness. And they're going to drag you in courts. They're going to sue your pants off. They're going to take all your possessions. They're going to throw you in prison for a good long while. You're going to lose everything you have. In fact, some of you will, be, will lose your life. Some of you will be executed. That's what Jesus said. But chill out because not a hair of your head will fall. Now, that's ironic, isn't it? I mean, in this small print down here that you need a magnifying glass for, the real small print down here, you read your head itself might fall, but your hairdo is going to be just fine, you know? That's irony. It's tough, which actually brings up the last part of irony, and that is this Christian thing was never supposed to be easy, ever. The abundant life that Jesus promised you and me the abundant life that Jesus promised all of his followers was never supposed to be an easy life, was it? Nor was it ever supposed to be a mainstream thing. In fact, we have lived in the great exception where Christians and Christianity in general is in the mainstream. But the whole idea that the, that the cool kids would ever go to FCA was just absolutely inconceivable. FCA stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, most high schools have it. And they may call it something different, but it's that, it's that whole idea. And the whole idea that uh, the football players and the cheerleaders and all the cool kids would ever go to FCA was just inconceivable to early Christians. Or just look at us. Matthews, Presbyterian Matthews, Methodist, and First Baptist were all founded, I think, within six months of one another in 1877. Um, we were founded before the town itself was founded. And to this day, we remain by far the largest property owner in downtown Matthews. I've never really thought about it until now, but we remain, we are the largest property owner in downtown Matthews. That's true both for the square footage of our physical plants, and that's certainly true for our property. And that doesn't even include Christ Covenant or Mount, or Mount, or Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist that has even more square footage and more property. And do you know how much property taxes we have paid on all of our property over the last 150 years? A big, fat goose egg. Now, that's, that's um, we've been in the mainstream. And that's something that the writer of Luke or Matthew or Mark or John or Paul, none of those guys could possibly ever have conceived of that. And somehow or other, I think, we've lost our soul 
and becoming mainstream. We were, Christians were always supposed to be countercultural. Read this. You're supposed to sort of be over and against the culture, and we have become what the culture is. Y'all know that passage out of Ephesians 6 where Paul tells us to put on the armor of Christ? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Have y'all ever worn armor, body armor before? It's not comfortable at all. I used to wear it in the army, and those helmets are like five pounds, and you never can take them off, and you never can clean them out, and they stink. And you gotta, and my cops have to wear body armor all the time. They wear flak vests. They're like 15 or 20 pounds or something, and they all have bad backs by the time they're 30 because those things are so heavy. They're not comfortable at all. And part of me wants to say, but Paul, buddy... I'm sorry you had to put on the armor of Christ. We don't have to put on the armor of Christ in the 21st century America. We can put on the pajamas of Christ and be perfectly comfortable because we're, we're not at war. We're not at war with the culture like what Jesus said in Luke's gospel. We are the culture for the most part. Or y'all have heard the term church triumphant. Have y'all heard that term before? Y'all often use that term... Um, what was the Sunday we celebrated? All Saints Day, when you celebrate people who have died, they've entered church triumphant, and you say the whole idea of that is this is the church that has achieved a victory that is at rest. You also hear it called the church at rest. Uh, you and I, you don't, we don't use this term much anymore, but we're in the church militant. Have you all ever heard that? The whole idea is that we're at war with the powers and principalities. But actually... We kind of are the powers and principalities. It doesn't feel like we're at war. I mean, just read all this stuff. Have, we've never been taken to court for what we believe, or we've never had to testify, really, certainly in a bad kind of way. And Jesus said, like the temple, it's all going to... Jesus was not standing before Sin City saying it was going to fall. Jesus was standing before the temple and saying it was going to fall. Have y'all thought about that? On March 8, 1862, uh, the CSS Virginia, which was a CSS stands for Confederate State Ship Virginia, attacked and sank the USS Congress and the USS Cumberland in what became known as the Battle of Hampton Roads. It was right by Norfolk, Virginia. And the Cumberland and the Congress were blockading that port so the South couldn't be resupplied um, with armor and weapons and all that kind of stuff to fight the war. And so the South really needed to break that blockade. So they had this ship called the CSS Virginia, which was a brand new kind of ship in the Navy. In fact, it wasn't made of wood. It was made of iron. It was an ironside ship. It was brand new, and it didn't run by sail. It ran by steam. And it sank the Cumberland and the Congress in like five minutes. You know, it was just nothing. And so it was about to sink the last ship in the blockade, the USS Minnesota. But little did they know that the U.S. Navy had their own ship. And they ran in there with what was called the USS Monitor. And they beat the daylights out of one another for three solid hours just round after round after round after round until they finally ran out of ammunition. And although both ships were kind of hurt, none was destroyed, and they went back home to their ports. And that day, that was actually the next day, March 9th, 1862, that was the end of the Navy as we knew it. The end. 
because before then, every naval ship, not just in the U.S. Navy, but the whole world was wooden. Everyone, and everyone ran on steam. And all the ports, all the shipyards were designed to build wooden ships, not these ironside ships. And there were entire jobs built to maintain the ships and everything else. All of that on that day went away. Well, maybe... And maybe in some ways that's happening to the church. I, I, it's not that naval warfare went away, but the way they fought it went away. Maybe that's kind of happening to the church. I don't think the church has ever really thought that it was, it was at war. I think the church, certainly the church I, I've known all my life has always been comfortable. It sounds nothing like what Jesus said here in Luke 21, right? Or in Revelation, nothing like that. But maybe we are at battle, and, and maybe we are at an inflection point, and it's not going to be an easy ride. It's not supposed to be an easy ride. God loves and values all people, everybody, in a world that seems to love and value only certain people, and it treats other people like trash. I think that's pretty true. We follow, we are gathered around, and we follow the Prince of Peace in a world that values violence and, and profits off of violence. You do the math. It's not always going to be pretty, right? And so our following Jesus Christ in a world, our following the Prince of Peace in a world that values violence Sometimes it's going to look like failure, spectacular failure. For example, if you read the book of Acts, I'll just read this again. Before this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. You'll be brought before kings and governors because of my name. You'll be hated by all because of your name. So if you read just a couple of chapters later, actually, in Luke's gospel, what, uh, Luke's second volume called the Acts, all the early Christians... You know what happened to them? They were arrested, persecuted, handed over to synagogues and prisons. I don't know, friends. I do know this, though. Jesus wins this thing. I'm confident of that. Are you confident of that? And I'm also confident that the biggest contest has already been fought and already been won on our behalf. And at the end of the day, it may not be real pretty, and um, it may look like failure, but at the end of the day, Jesus wins this thing. So y'all brace yourself, I would say, and have some confidence. The toughest part of this battle has already been fought and won, and victory, our victory, is assured. So hold your head up and stay faithful in it and stay true to it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.
That was uh, amazing. Let the church say amen. Amen. What does the church, what does Matthew's mean to me, and why am I excited for its future? Well, we all want to worship in a comfortable and welcoming house. That's what Diane and I have found here at Matthew's. We joined in 2005, but we had looked for a church home since 2001 and had visited many congregations in and around the greater Charlotte and Matthews area, but we really just didn't find uh, a comfortable place until we found Matthews. So friendly people and wonderful caring staff ultimately make the difference. People like you. I was told many years ago that you should go where you're fed. We are fed here. We are fed by the teaching elders. We are fed by the ruling elders that are on the session now and in the past and in the future. We're fed by friends, fed by the many mission projects like Gary, West Virginia, Blessed Assurance, Habitat, Room at the End, and many others. We are fed by watching our young children grow into young adults. I'm excited by the new members that we have uh, gained here at uh, Matthews. I'm excited about the new direction that the, uh, the chapel building is gonna, gonna go toward. I'm excited about the commitment to stewardship to support uh, the excellent preaching and teaching, the excellent and dedicated staff, the inspirational music, and our meaningful mission programs. In the end, like I said, it's the people that make this a great place to worship. Friendships that are developed through our Sunday school classes, through men of the church, through Presbyterian women, through our many circles, through the preschool program, by camping and hiking and whitewater rafting on the Upper Gully in West Virginia. And that actually reminds me of a, of a little uh, tidbit that uh, six of us in 2010 went uh, whitewater rafting in the uh, Upper Gully. And if, if you've never been there, it's... Uh, for any other month except September, it's a fairly calm, peaceful river. Enjoy, you can enjoy it, either tubing or rafting. But in September, on the weekends, they open up the dam and the water comes rushing down the uh, upper gully. And what uh, is, could be normally uh, you know, a, a rolling stream, a r- small river becomes uh, class four, class five, and class six rapids. Um, so if you've never been on a class six in a rubber boat, uh, with, uh, five or six other friends and, uh, you round a bend and you look at this raging torrent that has uh, been described as a class six rapid, it's kind of like that song where the, uh, the singer sings, I spent 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. Uh, It's uh, it's quite an experience, especially 
when, uh, when one of our team flies off the back of the rubber raft. Oh, wait a minute, that was me. <laughs> so our future is bright here at Matthews. We're growing, Matthews is growing. And I just would like to thank you for your commitment to Matthews Presbyterian Church and your generosity to continue to shine our light uh, in this community. So please stand in body or spirit as we affirm our faith, say in the Apostles' Creed. Friends in Christ, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. You may be seated. We have several concerns um, for you all to keep in your prayers. Um, the family of Matt Green, um, who died on November 1st, um, and his service was this past Friday. So please continue to keep Barbara um, in your prayers, as well as her, her sons, Brian and Jeffrey. And also Janet Klein is going to have surgery tomorrow, so, um, so we might not see her around. She's got knee replacement surgery, so um, I'm sure, knowing, knowing Janet, um, as quickly as she can physically get back, she will. So please continue to, to keep um, both the Green family and Janet in your prayers for her surgery and, and subsequent recovery. Let us pray. Merciful God, you who are eternal, know our daily joys and sorrows and give us grace to bring our needs before you. We pray for the church. Holy God, keep us true to the gospel and responsive to the gifts and needs of all. Strengthen this congregation in its work and worship. Fill our hearts with your self-giving love. Make known your saving power in Jesus Christ by the witness of our faith, our worship, and our lives. God, our creator, we pray for the world you so lovingly made. Write what is wrong, Feed and satisfy those who thirst for justice, so that all your children may freely enjoy your creation and joyfully sing your praises. We pray for our country and elected officials. Stir them to heed justice, enrich our common life, and strengthen the forces of truth and goodness. Teach us to share prosperity, O God, that those whose lives are impoverished may pass from need and despair to dignity and joy. May those who are hungry be filled, those who are experiencing homelessness be housed, and the sick be comforted and healed. Loving God, whom we cannot love unless we love our neighbors, remove hate and prejudice from us and from all people, so that all your children 
may be reconciled with those we fear, resent, or threaten, and live together in peace. Merciful God, you bear the pain of, pain of the world. Look with compassion on those who suffer. Surround them with your love. Support them with your strength. Console them with your comfort. And give them hope and courage beyond themselves. Receive our prayers, spoken and unspoken, as together we pray the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue worshiping God with our tithes and offerings.
Let us pray. Blessed are you, God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have these gifts to share. Accept and use our offering for your glory and for the service of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Matthew's Presbyterian Church. It's good to have you all in the Lord's house on the Lord's beautiful day. I look forward to seeing all of your smiling faces back in the Lord's house on Wednesday night. For supper, it'll be really good. And then uh, a Bible study. It's the last of my Bible study. We'll read the last half of Acts, and that is on Paul. Paul has a lot to teach us, I'm sure, about leadership. And then I look forward to seeing you all next week, twice, Sunday morning, and also Sunday evening at Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church. That's one of my favorite services of the year, our joint Thanksgiving service. And uh, we have a joint choir, in fact, for that. And so I look forward to seeing y'all at that service. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. I know it's a barren land out there. We take it for granted. It is a barren land out there. And sometimes, at least according to what Jesus told us, um, it, it feels like we're getting beat. But go out there with confidence and know that Jesus wins this thing, and so will we. So go out there and live and love and forgive and show grace accordingly. Now may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen.